Welcome to the For the Church podcast, another great gospel-centered resource from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Jared Wilson. I'm an assistant professor of pastoral ministry at Midwestern Seminary and author in residence. And it's a great, beautiful day. Spring has sprung here on the campus. Graduation is winding up. And I got a great guest for the program today. Hey, the New Testament shouldn't be complicated, right? So why are we often so confused about it? Every Christian wants to love the Bible, but let's face it, we sometimes get lost in all the names, places, and doctrines that we find in its pages. Who wrote this epistle? Which book is about justification, joy, or Jesus? Aren't they all about him? The New Testament contains complex ideas in multiple genres. Keeping it straight can be hard to do. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody who understands the big picture would put it together for us in one place. And lo and behold, I have someone who understands the big picture with me today. Biblical scholar and seminary professor Patrick Schreiner draws from his years of experience as a teacher to offer a simple and memorable way of understanding Scripture. And he doesn't do it by throwing big words at you. Praise God. The contours of the New Testament and its underlying structure are depicted in visual format along with Schreiner's clear explanations. In the visual word, the Bible comes alive because you can see it pictured before your eyes. By taking a graphic approach, you'll notice connections you've never seen before, gain insights you've missed all these years, and discover an overall pattern that makes each separate piece fall perfectly into place. Here to talk about his new book, The Visual Word, Illustrated Outlines of the New Testament, is Dr. Patrick Schreiner. He's Associate Professor of New Testament and Biblical Theology right here at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, author of numerous books, but here today to talk about The Visual Word. That's a lot of copy. What do you mean, like in that, in that right yeah, there? Well, I got it just from the, uh, uh, from the press. You know what? Material. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I didn't write that. Uh, well, so, no. Somebody <laughs> might be mad. So, you know, publishers do little promos for the book. So sure. I, I saw that. So, yeah, it's very good. Good job, guys. It's, um, a, it's a marketing person's copy. But it's I, good. I, I think they even, did a There was like two more paragraphs it. that I didn't even read. It's well, like a just... chapter long. <laughs> the for, promo. for the visual word. Yeah, that's Let's right. do a lot of words that's for That's right. It. Let's have eight paragraphs that's right. to tell you well, what this is. Well, I went on Amazon one time and I saw that. I was like, hey, nice little summary. Cool. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> They've expanded it since then. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a little summary <laughs> it's anymore. Long. It's How long. are you, brother? Good. We had to walk, you know. We're right across the hall from one another, so yeah. we had to walk down here in the studio, and now right. we're together here between no. <laughs> this uh, piece of glass or something. Ronnie, I guess, decided he didn't want to talk about this. No, what do you mean about this? Well, subject? I don't know. Is he using it usually on this podcast? No, we alternate. So, oh, okay, so okay. he and I do one week, and the next week I have a guest. All right. I just wanted to dig at Ronnie yeah. really quick. Well, I, I could have had him interview you, I guess. Oh, okay. And gotcha, I could have I wanted you both. Because, I wanted the dream team. You know, talking about a graphic book yeah, on, an, Ronnie, on an audio medium is, is going to be a Ronnie's for a marketing radio. guy. Like, he knows he what it looks it. like. Well, I'm not—let's keep going, you know. Let's, okay. not, let's not have Ronnie on here. I just wanted to note that he wasn't <laughs> Isn't here. Isn't he one of your pastors? He is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to think about that for a minute, but <laughs> yes, wanna, he is. You might no. want to go easy on him. <laughs> hey, let's talk about the visual word. Uh, tell me about it. Okay, what was your motivation to yeah. put this thing together? It's basically— uh, visual images. Uh, well, you, okay, you describe it. You're the, <laughs> you're the author. Uh, I'm assuming you're not the artist, though. I'm not the artist. Okay, yeah, tell, Anthony tell us ben, about that. Benedetto did the art. So I'll tell you the story, kind of how it came to be, and yep. that, that'll help kind of set up why we made it this way. So uh, I'm a teacher, as you are. And uh, what I found when I stepped into classes to do overviews of the New Testament, because I do New Testament studies largely, I do biblical theology, Old Testament as well. But 
Um, when you step into a class to try to get an overview of an entire book, you know, you can set up like 1A, 1B, 2C, and kind of do an outline that way. Right. But I found that people weren't very helped by those type of things. So I'm trying to give them the big scope of a book. And I, you know, I did actually a lot of, when I was younger, did a lot of kind of artistic stuff. I took lessons, watercolor, pastel, things like that. And what I found is, man, I need to remember the whole thing of this book. And then I usually jump into certain sections as I teach a book. But what I started to do is just have a whiteboard behind me and basically do a more visual outline where I block things together. So Ephesians 1, I'll kind of put like a thematic thing on there and then I'll I'll kind of outline as I talk about it, like main points that are happening through Ephesians 1 or Philippians 1. And um, so I, I kind of came up with my moleskin just with all, all these outlines of the New Testament books. And it was just, it was kind of blocked together spatially so people could make connections where oh man, he uses this word of glory here and at the last chapter, and then I draw a line connecting him or whatever term it was or concept it was just to kind of make sense of it. And, you know, honestly, for me, um, I have somewhat of a bad memory. And so when I had to go teach like Romans and and 1 Corinthians, I'd have to like review myself. So the pictures were kind of for me and for the students. And I kept getting feedback like, man, they take pictures of it afterwards and be like, that was really helpful. Like as I just kind of sit down, try to get the big scope of what's happening in first Corinthians, Romans, James, whatever it is. And, um, I started posting them on Twitter and people found them really helpful. So Drew Dick, who's at Moody, um, who's acquisitions editor sat me down one day and he was like, Hey, did you ever think about turning that in a book? And I said, you know, it crossed my mind, but I'm, I think I'm going to give it about 20 years when I kind of figure <laughs> out the outlines, like for sure how I want them. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think I want to make it into a book right now. And he was like, well, first of all, he's kind of a morbid guy. He's actually not a morbid guy. He's really funny. But um, he was like, you might not make it 20 years. Yeah, you could die tomorrow, brother. <laughs> and he said, secondly, we could do a second edition. Why don't you just make it into a book now and we could help you do that? And I said, oh, yeah, sure. L- let's go for it. So it took a lot of convincing. Uh, so we hired uh, an I, illustrator. I just want to put it on record that a publisher, a, uh, an editor approached you about a book project and you said, nah. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you, well, you're, yeah. you're a unicorn <laughs> because he approached me in a similar yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. And basically, we I, and I, it was something I posted on Twitter as well. Right. And it was like, and it's a book I'm doing with my wife. He's, you know, he saw this thing I posted on Twitter. He's like, yeah. why don't you and your wife write a, you know, that book? And I didn't say, nah, give but us another twenty. The years. Lesson for this is if you tweet, you get book deals. <laughs> That's right. Tweet at Drew. <laughs> Make sure he's following you. That's right. So um, we hired an illustrator and basically we, we had to kind of rethink because, you know, my drawings were not, they didn't have like images with them. It was more just blocking text together in some sense. Okay. And so as I got together with Anthony, who is a guy who's worked for Humble Beast, he's worked for Air Jordan, Adidas, Cartoon Network. Um, we had to really think through what are, what are we trying to do here? Uh, and really what we wanted to do was, you know, at the beginning of commentaries, you've got this long outline of a book. And most pastors, I think, pretty much just skip that. I don't, I don't know if this is true, but when I preach, I skip that if I'm going through a book and basically just go to the beginning and try to figure it out as I go. And I thought, you know, maybe we could make something where you can get kind of a one kind of look snapshot of the outline, like a literary. So I'm not doing so much like historical background, but more of a literary outline of a book. And you and then we're going to have words to supplement. So it's, it's grounded with images, and he made those images. And so every book of the New Testament, although we combined 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, is given a literary kind of outline in an image form so that pastors, those who teach the Bible, just people reading their Bible, honestly, can be like, hey, what, what's the flow of this thing? Like, 
we so often, I think it was Jen Wilkin who said something like this, and I, I caught on to it, and I think it's a good line. We so often have a favorite verse, but we don't know where it sits in a book or it sits in an argument. And so to read the Bible well, we really want to read it contextually in terms of what's, what's the flow of this work? Why is this placed here? Um, and, and I truly believe that these authors were very intentional with how they wrote um, and, and very intentional with how they place things. So I'm just trying to give kind of an outline and, and a visual overview for that. Yeah. How would you describe the the style of, it's Benedetto? Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Benedetto. Anthony. Um, Benedetto, I think. Benedetto. Benedetto <laughs> I talked to him a lot. We never talk about his last name, though. Oh, my word. Okay. <laughs> this is going great. Uh, how, how would you describe the the... The, the art style. Is there a name for it? or That's a great question. Yeah. You know, um, he does a lot of different styles himself. So he's yeah. very gifted. So yeah. he does things for Cartoon Network like backgrounds where it's very cartoony, obviously. Yeah. But this style is kind of a minimalistic, modern yes. uh, kind of line type drawing. I, I don't I'm sure there might be a name for it, but I don't know what it is. And so we were trying to think you've got, uh, if you've watched some of the Bible Project videos where they overview books, it's, it's, uh, it, they're great on YouTube, but they're pretty messy once you get to the finished project because it's those kind of drawings that you get as, you, as people talk. So what we wanted to do is actually leave a lot of white space, if you know what that means, like a lot of empty space so that people can visually kind of make sense of it as they, as they you know, it's not, it's not going to be like two seconds and you get it. You're going to have to look at it for a minute. But it's almost like, um, oh, man, I'm forgetting. It's almost like a flow chart in some sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you can kind of follow the flow and we just use it. You can get online, look at it. But we it's used, really crisp. Yeah. Use little circles. And then we, I mean, this was what was really actually hard is I would have to look at uh, two chapters of Matthew, one chapter of Matthew, whatever book it is, and say, okay, I have one image to summarize this. And basically, I'd tell Anthony, we, we would have an hour phone call over every New Testament book or more. And I'd say, okay, here's the image that I think captures what's happening here. <laughs> and, you know, that was a new skill for me to learn because I teach the Bible, but I haven't thought of, like, what image right. would summarize well this section of Scripture. And he would tell me, like, at times, you know, like, oh, that, that's not going to look good. Like, so, so then he'd give me, like, the artistic view, like, oh, this, you, need to, you need to think more about this. So... I'm thinking, I don't have, I guess I do have it in front of me, but uh, Matthew 1, for example, um, I said, you know, there's a genealogy and then there's Jesus's birth. So I thought maybe the best thing to do here would be because to do a tree because of the the kind of family lineage idea. So we used a tree there and then underneath we'd have a little kind of summary in terms of Jesus is the son of Abraham, the son of David and the Messiah. And you kind of get the sense, actually, Son of God as well, from born by the Holy Spirit. You kind of get the sense of Matthew 1 is all about who is Jesus? Who is he? Where is he from? Who is his family? And so we use that tree image. Well, Matthew 2 is about where is Jesus from? It's all these places that he's from, Bethlehem, Nazareth, uh, Egypt. Uh, And so he decided to do kind of this landscape with this kind of almost Egypt slash (laughs) Nazareth theme. So if you look at the images, it's actually really fun because he's a Christian guy. Um, and we got to talk about kind of the theology of these places. And so at times, like, I'd be like Samaria and he's like, so what do I put for Samaria? And I'm like, oh, that's a great question. And I'd sometimes have to go look up and there's like two mountains in Samaria and I'd be like, oh, do two mountains and maybe somebody (laughs) will get this. And, um, so what I love about what he did is every once in a while, because he knows his Bible too, he'll put little Easter eggs in there, um, into the images that I didn't even tell him to do, but he's reading the scriptures and thinking about them as he's making these images as well. 
And so, yeah, it's just really fun to actually look at some of these images. I posted the other day. I know I'm just rambling now, but um, just keep going, you know? Yeah, no. I posted uh, an image from Matthew 13, and we're just kind of trying to summarize, like, the mystery of the kingdom there. And I was like, man, how to do all of Matthew 13 with the kingdom of heaven and how all these parables of it. And again, what he did was he had this plant growing up and these rocks and the soil and the thorns kind of coming around it. And he got all these images in there. And I thought, wow, you're amazing. Like you got, I mean, we can't get everything in that chapter in a small circle, but the fact that he could make it look really good and get all that in there, I was, I was really impressed. So Part of the fun is just looking at what he's done with these images. Yeah, it's really, I'm actually, I don't know, were you worried I wasn't paying attention because I'm looking at my phone? Is no, yeah, I thought, I thought you were tweeting at Drew right now. No. Yeah. Hey, man, I need another book deal. No, I'm actually looking at what you're talking about on my phone. So I'm looking at uh, the crucifixion yep. circle or the crucifixion emblem or whatever you call it. Is that out of Matthew? Yeah, out of Matthew, yeah. And, yeah. and he's got the uh, um, Golgotha, he's got the skull. Yeah, that's Golgotha right. There. That's right. And then you got the the crown above it. It looks really, really and cool. And if you go down actually to Mark, we uh-huh. did a kind of play on all of the crucifixions. If you go down to Mark, you can look that you can see um, you have the crown of thorns because he's the servant king. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then you have underneath of it actually a centurion helmet. Do you see that in Mark? It's really cool what he did because oh, he had the centurion yes. confessing there. Yeah, you see that? That's very cool. So we kind of actually, if you pay attention we actually used some of the same images, but did different things based on yeah. like the different gospels. So those are some of the things that we talked through that I thought was really fun. Yeah, it's 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 similar to some of our listeners may be familiar with the work of Peter Voth, who has done a lot of stuff mm-hmm. uh, with Crossway, I think, and some others. Uh, so it's it's modern, but it has this vintage kind of feel to it as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and just very um, imagistic, very uh, very crisp and yeah. This it, is, this, yeah, it's very cool. If you look through, I mean, you, you know this, and I think a lot of our listeners will. Um, if you go through church history, it's the Christians who have been very into actually presenting um, the faith in an artistic way. Right. And that's something I do think we've lost a little bit as we've kind of come post-printing press, post-enlightenment, post-reformation iconoclastic movement. Yeah. That we don't think as much about the aesthetic. Now, I think we're kind of recovering that somewhat. Um, you see, like, certain publishers like Crossway doing a lot more with that with the Bibles. Yeah. But I think this is kind of following in that trend of saying, you know, we can use different tools that we have to better understand the Scriptures. Really, this this whole project is how, how could people—it uh, seems like people continually have shorter attention spans. How can we—this right. is a long, complex book. I mean, <laughs> there are multiple— things going on in every book and how can we give people just a nice summary of what's happening here? Yeah. Well, that's a good segue to my next question, which is why do you think more people are craving or, uh, you know, have an appetite for this kind of thing? You mentioned infographics yeah. in, in, in the beginning and um, I know Tim Chalice has done a couple of things. Yeah, yeah, church visual history, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, that yep. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, visual theology. I just visual said my, theology. I just yours, said my title again. Yours is visual word. I, you confused me for a second. I thought, wait, did you steal his title? Or? So his is visual theology. Sorry, but it's very uh, infographic kind of yeah. uh, um, yep. organized. And that's, um, it's innovation, but it's kind of a recovery as well, yeah, or a yeah. retrieval. So why, yeah. why is that becoming more of a thing? Why are we drawn to that now? Yeah, I mean, I think post-television production, post-our um, phones are now all image-based. Yeah. I think this generation is just inundated with images. We're a very visual culture in many ways. Now, you can overstate that. Um, I think all cultures have been visual in one way. But in terms of production— 
I mean, one of the things I talk about with like young people is young people just know when there's high production or low production just by like looking at it because they are advertisements and Instagram yeah. and filters and whatever it is. I mean, people see stuff and they know whether there was time and thought put into it or not. And so I do think we're living somewhat just in a different generation where people are paying attention more to these things because they are just trained by their eye to know what looks good just by watching TV. And it's just amazing kind of all the advances that we've had. Um, So, yeah, I think I think that's part of it. And then, uh, you know, how much you get into learning styles. I think some of that's been debunked a little bit. But I, I do think there's something to be said that some people learn by actually visually seeing it more than just seeing words on a page. And so if that helps people, I, again, I'm, I don't know if I'd go fully towards that argument, but I'm helped by seeing things to what I call spatially. So if, it, if I have a huge whiteboard, I can draw it out. And even in terms of my own outlines of books, yeah, I just, it helps me to kind of see it all laid out. There's something about my brain that it clicks. Yeah, Whether that's a vi- like a certain type of learning style or not, I don't know. But if I'm helped by it and, and my students have been helped by it, I just assume others will be as well. Were there... You know, parts of preparing this and 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 putting this together that felt um, more exhilarating than others. And you I mean you mentioned sort of um, yeah. not the struggle, but you know, parts of like, oh, how do we find an image that was there a part where things were just clicking and it really just you almost hit a jet stream of some kind and it and it really felt yeah. It took a while to get the first one down, like how we wanted it to look. So we did multiple revisions of the first book, and it was just like. Man, like, what do we want this to look like ultimately? Yeah. I think um, I, I, what just came into my head was as we worked on these, you only have so much space on a page. So this is going to be eight and a half by 11, yeah. um, just a typical okay. page. And I had to think through, I don't want all these outlines to look the same. So I had to think about how do I arrange these circles in different ways to show the different themes of what's happening. So one of the cool things that we did was I just started thinking, like, how does this author write? So, for example, I mean, I keep going to Matthew, but Matthew is very structured, and so I tried to keep it very straight lines. John is very circular, so we actually use the circle theme in terms of the circles are, are, are put in a circular form. Okay. Because so the gospel, if you look at the Gospel of John, you look at First and Second, Third John, and you look at Revelation, it's all in a circular theme. And so we tried to just pay attention to those type of things, even in terms of the artistry that they are kind of engaging in and try to represent that visually. Um, what would you, I forget what your question was now. I <laughs> Were there started certain talking. parts that I'm a maybe good politician. felt worshipful to create? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that just felt like, man, it's really flowing. I'm just excited and enjoying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, when you pointed out the crucifixion scene, um, I just reflected back on when we were making these. It was really fun to begin to think through texts of Scripture again and say, what is the unique emphasis here? Like, what image will bring out what's different about Luke than, than John. You know what I mean? So the, the, some of the easiest ones to do were the Johannine literature, like Revelation, because it's all image-based. You know what I mean? Some of the harder things to do were more propositional. Um, so when you come to Pauline literature and he's making really tight arguments, I'm like, oh, mercy seat. That's an image. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, thank you, right. finally. Like, you know, you can take any word that he uses, justification, try to make an image out of it. But the Pauline literature became more difficult. I would say what was really fun for me is I just got to sit down and read the scriptures and, you know, I'd read a chapter and I'd think about the flow of that chapter and say, how would I teach this? How would I explain this? And then I'd meditate on that image. And so it was just a long process of me meditating on the whole New Testament, which was 
hugely beneficial. And, you know, some books I feel like I know a little better than others and other kind of by outlining the books that I didn't know as well. Um, yeah, I just, I was really affected by the word of God again, by just reading. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of a specific example. I think, um, Philippians for me, there was, that was one that just clicked for some reason in terms of kind of this, um, triangle theme, because it's got this, like, I was mainly thinking of, of Philippians two that exaltation and humility text. And I thought, man, I think that's just so central to all of Philippians in terms mm-hmm. of, um, the Christ him and how he lowered himself, but then was exalted. And I thought, how can I represent that? And there is a sense in which, um, I guess it's not a triangle, a more of a diamond shape kind of does that. Uh, in some sense, there's a low point or a high point and a low point. And so, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a very interesting process for Anthony and I to sit down on zoom and just go through it. And we laughed a lot and, you know, it was really actually beneficial for me afterwards. He said, you know what? I've I've learned a lot just by talking through these things with you. Mm-hmm. And I've, it, it's been a worshipful experience for me just to talk through like these texts with you. Yeah. And that was, so that was, it was kind of like sitting down over a little Bible study and, but we're working on this project together. And so that, that was really fun. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. I, I, I imagine, you know, believers who pick this up could use it that way as well. Are there yes. other, you know, possible uses you can think of? Maybe, you know, we have ministry leaders and pastors listening, of course. That's What's right. something that you would hope they would do with the book? Yeah. So I think this is a good book to, number one, as you start reading a, a new book of the Bible, let's say you're going through your Bible plan reading and you come to Galatians, pick up this book and just look at my outline and my very brief summary and say, okay, look, here's kind of the flow of it. And then read, go back to the scriptures and read the scriptures and then maybe come back at the end and look at it again and see mm. if certain things click. So I think for just everyday Bible readers to kind of look at these outlines and kind of help you make sense of the flow of the work, we'll start to put these things in place for you. So, for example, um, Ephesians. Whenever we think of Ephesians, we think of a spiritual warfare, Ephesians 6. But actually that spiritual warfare theme starts in Ephesians 1. And I think people miss that a lot because Jesus has been exalted to the heavens and he's showering spiritual blessings upon us. And at the end of chapter one, it talks about how he's seated above all power and all authority and every dominion and everything. So really that spiritual kind of warfare theme or the powers theme starts at the very beginning. And one of the things like this book is going to point out to you is that that is there all throughout the book. And Mm -hmm. so you you might just kind of get little nuggets in terms of things to look for as you read read the scripture. So, yes, I want pastors to use it. Yes, I want ministry leaders to use it. But even more than that, I just think everyday Bible readers could use this and be helped in their own personal Bible reading. Uh, that's awesome. It, so you mentioned eight and a half by eleven. You said, I mean, yeah. What's the dimensions of the book? It's this is a pretty is it glossy paper? Is a big yeah. So kind of, it's a hardback. Okay. And so if you grab a normal piece of paper, that's how big our pages are. Okay. So the cover will be just slightly bigger than that. The cover, it obviously. Yeah. I have. I don't have it yet. So. Yeah. Okay. Um. And you know, Anthony was very involved. He did the cover design, and then he also did like what material it is. So I think it's actually got um, it, it's almost got these things inlaid in gold. If you oh, can look word. at the cover, okay. so it's. It, I mean, they very they thought a lot about the aesthetic, and then we yeah. also. Uh, up the cardstock, and so the pages aren't as flit, kind of flimsy yeah. as most books. And so we had the we have the colors; it's full color; it's all that. And so I think it's going to be a really beautiful book. Yeah. I'm excited to get it. It looks beautiful. I mean, <laughs> just looking at the PDF, the design just looks amazing. Yeah. Um, and so I'm picturing almost like a small coffee table book. That's, kind of yeah, thing, that's, like a that would be yeah, yeah. A good description. So it's going to be bigger than normal books right. in terms of just a uh, like a word based book. 
but it's not going to be so big that you can't like lug it around, if that makes yeah. sense. The visual word, um, this is on the New Testament. You have plans for Old Testament? Yeah, we're already talking about doing okay. an Old Testament version. So we're going we're <laughs> to kind of see how this one goes yeah. in terms of just, is, does this hit? Uh, do people at a right level and, and do they enjoy it? Sure. Is it helpful for them? Yeah, but, this uh, went from, eh, I don't know, to now it's a franchise. <laughs> yeah. all the time. I'm going to spend Bible studies out of this. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna start a center. I'm going to start a podcast. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you already referred to this as our podcast or our listeners. I, I thought, said, oh, are you a co-host now? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually just kicking Ronnie out. You know, yeah, that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you're interested, dear listener, and I hope that you will be, you can pick up the visual word from Moody Publishers um, anywhere where good books are sold. We've been talking with Patrick Schreiner, who is an associate professor of New Testament biblical theology here at Midwestern Seminary. Uh, thanks for coming on the program, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. And as always, dear listener, if you enjoy the program, please give us a good review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And until next time. May Jesus be big in your church. You've been listening to the For the Church podcast, hosted by Jared Wilson, found online at ftc.co. This resource is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, where we train leaders for the church.